Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. And we are back. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in once again. You guys are fantastic. I know I say this every time, but I it just really blows my mind <clears throat> how amazing everybody is and, you know, the power of connection and the power of everyone sharing stories that will help change someone's life. I get uh, messages all the time that these stories have saved lives and today's going to hopefully be no different. You guys are going to be blown away of these two amazing people that I have here today. Before we get to them, um, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, uh, Wasatch Recovery, Siegfried & Jensen, uh, Living Recovery Interventions. Um, I just landed Thread Wallets, which is really cool. Thread Wallets is a sponsor. Uh, Mountain West Spine and Orthopedics and Veracity Networks. You guys are fantastic and uh, you make it possible for me to do everything that I get to do, which is really cool. And uh, so, yeah, I, I can't thank you guys enough. And today's going to be fantastic. And we've got uh, two people who have already been on the podcast who happen to be sisters. We have Aaron and Haley Evans. Aaron and Haley, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having us. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. Um, I've had both of you on before. And Haley, I've had you on. It's been a been a couple of years probably at this point. Mm -hmm. And Haley and I know each other through. I met you here. Actually, you used to be a client here at Wasatch Recovery. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And you look amazing. And I know you're living an amazing life now. And I want people to hear a little bit of your story on that as well. And it's been fun to watch you just thrive in life again. Truly. Yeah. I mean, you really are a walking miracle. You should not be here. Right. And to see you here and just shining and beautiful and it's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. And then we're uh, Aaron is Haley's older sister, but they look like twins. <laughs> I mean, they truly do. <laughs> a lot of people say that. Yeah, do you hear that a lot? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, you honestly like if I said, hey, here's the twins, they would be like, they wouldn't even think twice. It's really cool. Um, Aaron had has written an amazing book called "There Are Fairies at the Bottom of Our Garden," that uh, you know. You talk about uh, battling cancer and addiction, and then the greatest ally is hope. Uh, this is where you've taken journal entries from your mom and also from Haley and just what what uh, your mom and dad went through. And, and for those who don't know, both both your mom and dad have passed away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Aaron was one of these uh, kind of lone wolves for a minute because while that was going on, Aaron, uh, Haley was going through addiction. And so with addiction, you know, Aaron's thinking Haley could probably die at any moment at the same, you know, at the, at the same time. And here you are dealing with the loss of your parents and also Haley going through what she's going through. And, but you've written this amazing book and it's really heart wrenching <laughs> when you read this thing, but it's beautiful at the same time, you know, and it's just real and it's raw and it's journal entries. And then it's your own thoughts about what you were going through and, just a fantastic book. And you guys, um, we do have to give a shout out. Um, Haley has a dog named Stella. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron has a dog named Bella. Right? Yes, our kids. The kids. Yeah. You've got to give a shout out to the kids. But uh, they have these two amazing dogs that they love. And um, they're, you know, they're just amazing um, companions. And 
and we talk about how they're good while you're going through grief and you know so on and so forth they're both doing amazing things but i'm going to stop talking here but maybe we'll start with you aaron why don't you give us a little background let our listeners know what do you do and then just kind of you know a little update with where, where you've been since we've last talked well during the day i work at a gallery up in park city utah so i'm a director there for about 12 years now which is crazy to think yeah i'm wow. supposed to be there for three months and now 12 <laughs> years later i wow I'm the boss that's amazing so it's a great job but it's also because it allows me to do things on the side so i was able to read the book write the book or yeah. i've been a television host at the local television show where i've been able to interview a bunch of people and produce my own segments which has been a lot of fun and then just in my free time i like to be outside with bella and yeah. my husband, Mike. Yes. And just spend as much time out in nature because that's really where I find the best way to cope with life in general. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Both of you seem like free spirits like that way. You know, like you enjoy the outdoors. You enjoy just being present. Mm -hmm. Those kind of things. And just, again, you guys seem to enjoy life despite what you guys have been through. As much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Haley, why don't you give us a little background about you? Um, yeah, so I am in recovery from addiction, and I've been in recovery for for multiple years now. And um, congrats, by the way. Yeah, That's thank amazing. you, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And I have an amazing job. I help contractors get licensed um, with the state, but I also get to build dreams. And yeah. I joke with my contractors because a lot of them have criminal records, and I think it's part of like. You have to be have a criminal record <laughs> to be a contractor, but it's really cool because I get to relate with them on that level for sure and help them realize that it is possible to change, you know? Yeah, um, wow. So I love my job, and my dog Stella helps me through <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> um, but yeah, just been living life and traveling as much as I can, and um, I have a great group of friends that I love to surround myself with. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I always see you in these group pictures with all these. I'm like, man, she's just living the dream, it seems like, all the time. And in your relationship with Chris. Yes. Just want to point that out. Shout out to Chris and Mike. Just <laughs> hello, hello. Yes, I'm in a healthy relationship, <laughs> yes. which is awesome. <laughs> so cool. And keyword healthy, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been through a lot in some of those unhealthy relationships, obviously, which was part of the addiction yes. and that kind of thing. So. I, there's so much to talk about. I'm so excited to have both of you on. Thank you for being willing to come here and to give our listeners, you know, some insight of what you both have been through. Um, like we mentioned, you know, and uh, both of your parents have passed away. And I think you said tomorrow, which is what, May or June 7th, is your mom's 70th birthday. Would have been your mom's 70th birthday. So what a great way to honor her today uh, to be on the show. And then also, you know, I mean, your parents couldn't be even prouder, I'm sure, at this moment, seeing you two together talking about these amazing things. Yeah, we know they're not here physically, but they're around. For they sure. They show themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and you're also doing a, a, a charity event, right? Why don't we get uh, just talk about that real quick? Uh, tell us a little bit about the charity event. Yeah, Haley and I both wanted to do something in honor of our mom. So I was telling her, let's do flowers or this. And then Haley came up with the idea. She's <laughs> like, why don't we do something at Huntsman? So Huntsman Cancer Institute. Yeah. And so that's where mom got a lot of her infusions and spent most of her time 
But we loved Huntsman. We call it Hotel Huntsman because it's so nice up there. Yeah, it's bougie. it is. It's bougie. <laughs> it's <very> bougie. <laughs> Pretty bougie. So what we're doing are we're filling bags full of goodies for long-term cancer patients up there. They oh, have nice. um, a list of items that they ask for, like coloring books, activity books, colored pencils, and yeah. so many other items. So Haley and I put out a post on Instagram and Facebook, and we've had so many donations already and money and it's going to be a party with a purpose. That's what I like to call it. And we're doing it at a local park where oh, everybody right can on. get together, fill the bags, and then we'll do a toast to our mom. Oh, beautiful. So if someone, let's get right to it, wants to be involved to, at this point, even though it's coming up, how would they do that if they want to donate or help out? Um, they can just reach out to us. Okay. Um, just via social media? Yeah. yeah. And, and we'll put all that in the show notes as well. But Yeah. We have a link to the Amazon wish list on my Instagram, and then we'll post about it again tomorrow on okay. mom's birthday all right um, on. it's this coming sunday so it is soon oh. but we're hoping that if we can post it tomorrow people order things right away yeah. we'll get it in time yeah but so. it, but but they could probably still donate even if it's even after the fact and therefore they can you know help you right you know um with that as well so we want to do more of these Haley and i want to do them on a regular basis mm-hmm. yeah so love it yeah. love it love it so um, we, I definitely want to get into to you know what happened with your mom and dad, but what's it like you two being sisters? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get right to it. <laughs> um, it's so Aaron is very type A, and I'm very type B. Okay. Um, so sometimes it's you know we we mesh together really well. Yeah. Um, but sometimes we we don't understand each other <laughs> but it hasn't caused a problem no we're best friends like before yeah. when Haley was coming out of our addiction I was just like who is this person I don't know who this person is yeah I still remember driving her to go to get her car because her boyfriend at the time had taken it while she was in jail and he got a DUI and I took her to the lot and I'm thinking to myself this person's a stranger yeah in the seat next to me and then you know four years later now we're I talk to her every day and we talk about everything and wow. um, we actually went on our first sister's trip in December. That's what that picture is. Oh, is that? Yeah. We have a picture up in my office, uh, two, two amazing people, but uh, it's up there on the big screen. Yeah. It's official, right? <laughs> yeah. We went to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorite things. So obviously it's probably why you get along though because if you're both type a or both type b maybe it wouldn't maybe you'd kind of butt heads a little bit you know but uh so why don't we talk about um let's get right to it with watching your sister Haley going through this addiction um why don't you just kind of maybe share your thoughts and your perspective of what that was like for you as the support you know you're trying to hold the family together you know again dealing with what happened with your parents and then watching Haley struggle and suffer with what she was doing. Going through it at the time was really difficult. I mean, my mom would always say cancer or addiction is harder than cancer. Mm. And the reason why we would say that is because we would watch Haley suffer, but she wouldn't do anything to help herself. And she knew she was doing damage, but she couldn't control the mm-hmm. what was the drug was doing to her, I guess, from what I could see. Yeah. Um, but my parents needed me more, so I just made sure I was with my parents. But I know there were times when my dad, he would drive to where Haley was and he would try to bring her home and it just wouldn't happen. Or Yeah. Uh, it it was very hard. 
all of it was very, very hard. Um, just to see her doing this to herself from what I could see from my point of view, but I know it's a different point of view from the addict's point of view, but from our point of view, we just couldn't understand. And she was doing all these things to not get better where my mom and dad were doing all they could to get better. So it was just hard to see why my mom and dad were doing everything. Why couldn't Haley? Yeah. And we just now after reading the book and writing the book and reading her journals and talking to her about it more, I have a lot more empathy for that. And at that time we just didn't allow ourselves to do that. And Haley wasn't as open at the time, but now afterwards it's, we have a better understanding of what each other was going through. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Did Haley, did you, did you understand at the time, like how this was affecting your sister and, and maybe the, the weight of what she was going through during all that? No, um, I didn't. I, um, honestly, Erin was enemy number one to me when I was in my addiction (laughs) because she wouldn't put up with my, my stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, she was very, you know, she's just very direct and, and honest with me about the things I was doing. And I, it made me upset, you know, because I didn't want to hear that. Yeah. Um, but it was real. Yeah. So no, I, I didn't understand. And I, I kind of, I didn't really understand what my parents were going through either. I really didn't know that I had the, um, the capability to, you know, right. I was in a really dark place and um, I've held a lot of shame and guilt about not being there for my parents in their last days or my sister. Um, but I now I understand that um, addiction is so powerful and it overtakes you and you are not the same person that you are. Yeah. You know, and um, the Haley today would never, ever, you know, just be absent like that. And the fact that I was, I, I can understand that it was, you know, I was not well. Yeah. So. Yeah. When, when someone's caught up in addiction, I mean, cause logically you go, well, I, I would never do that. But when you're caught up in it, you, you just do things you'd never thought or dream you would ever do. You've been through so much. Why don't you give our listeners a little more background? When did your addiction start? And maybe some of the kind of the low points that you went through. And then, and then, you, and then, Aaron, you can chime in as as you as she shares this with what your perspective was, what at the same time, okay? Um, so uh, when I was young, I was about fifteen. I started experimenting with ecstasy, mm-hmm. and um, it just progressively got worse. I started doing, you know, all the things in high school, and. In retrospect, I realized then that's when my addict behavior started. Yeah. Um drinking a lot you know in high school going to school drunk and uh that's not normal behavior you know (laughs) and and all my friends were doing it so i thought it was yeah um and then when i was about in my 20s i started doing or 19 i would say i started doing opiates um you know pills things like that i was in a very tumultuous relationship Um, with an abusive man Mm. and he introduced me to opiates and all of that and I kind of took it and ran Um, and what pills eventually went to heroin heroin and meth together and being in a very abusive relationship and um, dealing with addiction I kind of just lost contact with my family 
Um, I was, I mean, there was times when I, um, we wouldn't, it's funny because I was doing the, I was telling Erin about withdrawals and she never knew like the extent of withdrawals. Yeah. She thought that I just wanted to get high to get high. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, and so she got (laughs) married and, um, I was deep in my addiction, very deep. Mm Mm-hmm. And I almost missed the wedding, you know, and um, it was a super chaotic day (laughs) and I had to get my my fix. I had to get my stuff before I went to the wedding or else I would be sick at the wedding, you know. Right. So I was super late. I barely they were starting to walk down the line and I ran up. My mom's bawling and I have fresh pick marks on my face and I just look like a disaster. Super skinny. And um, that I just jump in the line, start walking down the line and watch her get married real quick. But now (laughs) now we talk about it and um she still was holding a resentment against me towards that for obvious reasons, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I just don't know why you needed to be high that day. And I was like, it's not that I, well, I did need to, but it's right. not that I wanted to feel like the sense of euphoria. It's because the withdrawals are so intense that I, yeah. you can't move if you don't have that. Yeah. And um, it was interesting that she didn't quite understand that. Yeah. I think a lot of family members don't understand that. I mean, we don't, right. we've never been through it. Yeah. So we don't know what's going on. And at that point in time, I don't feel like it was a, something a lot of people talked about. Right. And so a lot of like addiction is just thrown under the rug and it's something to be shamed of in your right. family. And that's another reason why we go out and talk about it because it's not something it needs to be talked about. We all yeah. need to learn from that. So people do know it's like now we say that and people's like, oh, she didn't want to get high. She needed to get high yeah. in order to function and yeah. be and live. And, and that's what keeps people in the addiction. In I've heard it described this way that, you know, think of the worst flu you've ever had before and then times it by 10. Because think about it. When you get the flu and it wipes you out, I mean, you're wiped out. You can't, I'm, I'm in bed for four days, right? You know, you times that, the intensity of that, and that's what it's like for these people who are coming off opiates and or benzos or what have you. And it's it's a brutal, it's a brutal process, but it keeps people in that, cycle because there's part there's probably a part of you that was going man i gotta stop doing this Mm, but yet mm -hmm. then you go back to it because you don't want to be sick yeah and and the mental part too right so you have that physical reaction yeah and then your your brain is like let's make this better right let's go let's go you know yeah well yeah our brains don't want to be uncomfortable yeah it's like okay what can i do to be comfortable i know what i can do i can just totally take a little bit and i'll be okay Mm -hmm. for a little while longer yeah yeah Wow. And your, your wedding of all things, yeah. <laughs> here she comes running, you know, like, oh, uh, and you probably look like a mess, I would imagine, based I on did. the way you describe it. And here you are going, what is going on? Yeah, my, right? it was more so my mom. My mom was yeah. so upset. Um, she was supposed to drive Haley up to come get ready with everybody at the in the area that we were in before the wedding. And she just said, I can't do this so hard. She called her best friend, Carol. Mm. And Carol said, I will do it. And Carol's like her second mother. They've right. grown up and she's been there for Haley ever since she was little. And she, my mom dropped the wedding, the bridesmaid's dress off to Carol's and Carol <laughs> went to where Haley was. Went picked her up. Pretty much told wow. her, you're getting in the car now. And she got dressed in the car on their way up. And so Carol saved the day that day. Um, wow. But I just, for some reason, it was, the wedding's supposed to start at four and Haley still wasn't there. 
And everybody said, what do you want to do? I said, she'll be here. I know she will. She'll be here. And then, like Haley said, she showed up right in the nick of time. And my mom was crying because Haley showed up. She was just crying these happy tears because she was so happy Haley was there. And she got there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Carol, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Love Carol. There. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, we, we could talk a lot about that, but I maybe have you guys also talk about what happened to your mom and dad? Because I think, you know, there might be a lot of people listening that are not quite sure what happened. So maybe describe what happened to your dad and then your mom and, you know, what what that was like too. Obviously, both of you going through this, maybe seeing it from different angles because of what you were going through, Haley. But mm-hmm. maybe talk about what happened to your mom and dad so our listeners can understand that better. Oh, of course. Want me to go? Sure, you can start. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a big question, you yeah. know, but... I can, I mean, I can just share my perspective. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so in 2015, um, I got a call from my dad and he said, I need you to come to my house. And this is, so I, I go to his house and I don't see them very often. Um, and my mom picked me up, took me over there and she's like, this is serious. You need to talk to your dad. So I go there, I grab some yogurt from his fridge (laughs) and I go downstairs and talk to him. And he tells me he has stage four lung cancer. Mm. And I know Aaron has a different uh, story with this because she was with him on this area. I was deep in my addiction here. And he just kept, I remember sitting in his basement and he was just talking to me about how I need to get better. I need Mm -hmm. to get clean. I need to change my life. And I didn't want to hear it, you know. Um, Fast forward to a couple days later, Aaron texted me that he was dying and in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, so um, do you want me to share more on that? Yeah, please. Like, So you get this t- text? Yeah, I got this text. I mean, that's heavy. And again, I was withdrawing. Um, mm. Very intense withdrawals. And um, my sister is calling my phone repeatedly, repeatedly, right? Our dad is dying. And I'm just ignoring the calls, ignoring them. And my mom starts calling me. And I'm just ignoring the calls. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm at a job interview. (laughs) Like, (laughs) completely lying, you know. But really, I was just trying to find some heroin. Yeah. Yeah, you don't typically, what are you doing? I'm trying to find some heroin right now, but can I call you back? Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't normally say that, I guess, right? Right, but now I can be honest about it, right? So, (laughs) um, So anyway, Aaron texted me and said, Dad is literally dying. You need to come up to Huntsman right now. And so um, this sweet woman who was also an addict was at the the house that I was at. And she said, your dad is dying. I'm taking you there right now. And Mm. so she drove me up to the hospital. Um, I don't know where that woman is today, but I'm very grateful for her. Yeah, wow. Um, For her to do that. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, she's like, I don't care that you're sick. Like, you're going up there. So I went there and I was withdrawing, but... Um, my dad didn't, well, he recognized me and Aaron, but the ammonia had been released to his brain. Mm, and yeah. so he, he's a six, four judge, six feet tall, four inches. And he's a judge. He's yeah. a very intelligent, coherent man. Yeah. Seeing him on the bed, completely incoherent and kind of acting like a, a toddler, uh, was extremely hard. Yeah. And back to the yogurt thing, uh, the last time I saw him, I ate his yogurt. <laughs> so when I walked in, he said, there's no yogurt here. Why are you here? <laughs> right? Like, 
<laughs> and I'm bawling, you know, yeah, and he's wow. talking about yogurt, but, oh my gosh. um, and then a few days later he passed from, from the lung cancer. So wow. it was super fast. Yeah. So you, so Aaron, maybe on your end, so you're, you're texting, Haley, where are you? Get your butt up here. This is serious. Tell us your feelings and thoughts. What was going on in your mind? Well, what I was with my dad when he found, when we found out. Okay. So what happened is he had really bad heartburn mm. for a couple of weeks and he couldn't figure out why. Then it finally got so bad. He finally went to the emergency room at 11 o'clock or I want to say seven o'clock. And so I'm texting him. Are you okay? Are you okay? Not getting any reply. And I looked at my husband like, should I go down there? And he goes, yeah, you just need to go down there. So it's 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah. And he's just curled up in a fetal position. And like oh, Haley man. said, to see your father, who you've always looked up to, is a strong person in your life, just sitting there just in so much pain. Just, oh, man. It was so hard to see. And so we're sitting there, and I go up to someone in the emergency room. I'm like, my dad needs water. And I, apparently it was the doctor who was very nice about it. Right. Um, but he came in and just told us that he had lung cancer, and they didn't know – They at that point, they didn't know how bad it was. Right. So – I didn't know what to do. I wanted to just fall to the ground crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, no, I've been in this position before. I was there when they told this to my mother. I just need to stay strong for my father. He's always been there for me. So I remember following him up to his room where he's going to stay for the next couple of days and just getting to my car and just crying. Like I couldn't even put the key into the ignition because I was just like, this is so much right now. My yeah. mom has cancer. My dad has cancer, and now my sister has a heroin addiction who isn't here for me. Oh, my gosh. And thank goodness I had my husband and my dog, (laughs) like we said before. But it was just so difficult at that point in time to just think that my family is just falling apart. Oh, my goodness. And then I thought, well, if we've gotten through this with my mom, we can get through this with my father. So just keep going and keep moving and just do what you can. The next few days he was at that hospital, and then he went home. But he was still very, very sick. And so mm. I, my aunt, who is his older sister, came over and she said, he has to go to the emergency room. She had no idea how bad he was. Mm. So I took him up to the U knowing that if he goes to the University of Utah, that he's going to be able to get into Huntsman because that's where it happened to my mom several times. Right. And mm. they took him right in. He had such jaundiced skin. He was yellow. They said, your liver enzymes are off the charts. We have to get you into Huntsman right away. And that was on Monday. He was there for a couple of days and that's when I'm texting Haley, you know, you need to get your butt up here. Like this is, this is serious. Like yeah. I don't care how <laughs> sick you are. I don't care whatever you need to get up here. Yeah. And it was so hard for me cause seeing my mom upset and wanting to be there for my dad and I had to work. So I went back to work on Tuesday and I got this phone call from my, I went to say goodbye to my dad and he said, I love you. And he was coherent at that time. And then about an hour later, I got a call from my other aunt and she said, your dad wants to talk to you. And he said, what are we doing for lunch today? And I was like, mm. as when I knew I was like, he's yeah. not well. Yeah. So I rushed down the Canyon from, cause I work in park city and just went to his side and I was there for until he passed. And luckily Haley was there when I got there. Um, which was a sigh of relief and yeah, I bet. my mom was able to take her and I know Haley was saying that she needed to get high and from writing the book I realized that my mom she didn't want to enable her but she also knew that she needed to be there for my father so I remember my mom Haley telling me that my mom drove her to go get a, her fix did she pay for it too yeah so mom paid for it mm, just because wow. she knew yeah 
it was more important for Haley to be there at that moment. Yeah. Whether she was high or not. Yeah. And that, you know, people might be thinking, what, what's going on there? But yeah, she knew how important it was because your dad was on his last breath, basically knowing that, that you've got to be here. We can't not have you leave. I mean, Mm -hmm. can you imagine had you had missed that or, you know, right. And, and the, my, and unfortunately, um, how, how enthralled I was in my addiction. I Mm -hmm. don't know that I would have, you know, I don't know what I would have done if yeah. I hadn't, I don't know. It, it's kind of sad to think about, you know, but because you never know if you don't have your fix, if you're not, mm-hmm. and especially in a terrible time like that, the only thing I know to make me feel better at that point was to numb it out, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So people might think that like, why did her mom do that? But I, I am grateful that she did. Yeah. Yeah, and, and people who have been, I, I've been addicted and I know what it's like to go through that and withdrawals, and so I get it. I, some people might be thinking, well, why would they do that? But again, I see how important it was that you had to be there for your for your dad, especially at that time, right? Yeah, and I think mom wanted you to be there for her too. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though they were divorced, he played a big part of her in her life, and yeah. Haley stayed with mom during that time, and I think it was so important for them to have each other Yeah. at that time, whether you were high or not yeah yeah wow it just blows my mind you know what you guys have been through let's talk about your mom and just kind of maybe what she went through and and kind of do this kind of the same background like you did with your dad maybe start with you Aaron on this one yeah (laughs) um (laughs) it was in August of 2013 2012 2012 (laughs) you have a better memory than I do (laughs) um so I was holding a bridal shower for one of my best friends in my mom's backyard and my mom just wasn't feeling well. And then her stomach started to swell up and it ended up, she called her doctor and they said, it's called ascites. And we had no mm. idea what it was. Yeah. And it's when this fluid builds up in your stomach, the cancer causes this to happen. And so she went to her doctor and then next thing we know, she's getting surgery and they're ready to take the cancer out of her stomach. They, at this point, they had no idea what kind of cancer it yeah. was. They just assumed it was stomach cancer. When we went, it was just me there. Um, my husband had to work. He didn't really know the severity of it at that time. No one did. Yeah. Uh, her best friend, Mame, came to talk to me and sat with me for a bit, but Haley was nowhere to be found. And that was really hard for me to be sitting there just by myself in this white waiting room trying to get my mind off of things watching daytime television next thing i know i get a call from the doctor to come talk to talk to him about what's happened and they told me that they couldn't take the cancer out and they didn't know what the prognosis was at that time but it wasn't good so again i just kind of stood against the wall when they left me and i just kind of stood there looking at this blank wall like what do i do i mean my mom has cancer i i I guess I wasn't even married at that time, actually. Um, So I was living with my dad. Um, And then we went down to the room and she asked me to call everybody. She gave me a list of people to call to tell them what had happened after surgery and give them the good prognosis because that's what we thought it was going to be. But so I had to start calling my aunts and uncles and tell them the bad news. And she came wheeling in and I started crying and she said, why are you crying? And I just told her, I'm like, we'll talk about it later. Cause she's yeah. such under anesthetic. Right. Yeah. She had no, she wouldn't take it. She in. wouldn't take it in. Yeah. So when she got home, we had a lot of visitors. She had so many friends. Our mom was the best, like 
she had more friends than anyone I know. <laughs> and I took him, or her dogs for a walk with Mike, my now husband. And he had been wanting to get married for so many years, but I just kept saying, no, 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 I'm not ready. Right. And at <laughs> that point, we'd been together for about eight years. And then that night I said, so what do you think about getting married? And he said, really? And I said, well, I want my mom to be at our wedding and we don't know how much longer she has. So, um, so that was kind of a, kind of a proposal, but he officially (laughs) proposed months later. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, but yeah, so after that, we just spent as much time with our mom. She was on hormone replacements. She did chemotherapy for Mm -hmm. a little while. Yeah. And then the doctors were able to put her on hormone replacements she went to Huntsman and the first doctor she saw was a stomach cancer doc. And he said, you feel too, you, you're doing too well to have stomach cancer. You don't have stomach cancer. And I want to say he saved her life because the first mm. doctor we went to, I should have put this in there. I was at a different hospital and he said, you have nine months to live. And he didn't even like really talk to us about it. He just came you're in and said, kidding. you have stomach cancer. You have nine months to live. Wow. Both of us, mom started bawling. Me being the person, I'm just like, okay, can't cry in front of mom. I need to do this. We went out to lunch and I said, we're going to figure this out. So I immediately called Huntsman. They got us in and that's where we spent, found her first doctor who prolonged her life as for as long as he could. Yeah. Um, he was incredible. Wow. And he's actually a good friend of mine I met during this time. She had prostate cancer, not prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer. Okay. And she was, she had 1% chance of living and he saved her life and she is doing so well really? right now. So meeting her while my yeah. mom was going through cancer was, Dang. I feel like was meant to be. Yeah. And she's still one of my dear, dear friends to this very day. But mom spent some time at Huntsman in and out, mostly on hormone replacements after chemotherapy. And then she got switched to a different doctor. And about three and a half years later is when she had to get back on chemo and it just wasn't working. She started losing so much weight. Yeah. Um, she just wasn't the same person. And then she stopped using doing chemo. And they told her she had about three months, but it was really three weeks. Oh, and man. during that time was really tough because we were planning on going through things through her house, going through photographs, letting having her tell me stories and yeah. what to keep and what not to keep. And um, we just didn't get that chance. Yeah. So again, it was, it was pretty sudden. Yeah. I felt like she was going downhill, but we didn't think it was going to be so fast. Right. Um, but oh she had friends and family to the very last day staying with her. And and what, what day did she pass? What year was that? January 30th, 2017. 2017. And your dad passed in? September of 2015. 2015. And my mom passed on the same day as my grandfather. Her oh dad. really? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! And they were very close. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, your, your mom, your dad passes away. Your mom passes away. Haley's still in the thick of what she's doing with her addiction and things like that. And here you are. I mean, you're probably just going, "What is going on?" Did you ever have thoughts? And I'm sure you did, but I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But what were you thinking? Did you go like, "Man, I could lose Haley now." Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, when she was saying how she didn't keep in touch with us, yeah. I would look at her Facebook all the time just mm-hmm. to see if she posted, just to see yeah. if she was alive. Wow. And many days, and sometimes I'm like, well, her boyfriend at the time could post something thinking that right. it's her. We don't yeah. know for sure. Or every morning I would watch the news thinking if you see someone like a young woman was killed and, you know, whatever, I was like, please don't be Haley. Please don't be Haley. I mean, I'm sure yeah. that's what's going through my parents' mind as well. Yeah. But during my mom's 
cancer Haley was there quite often she came a lot you she spent a lot of time with mom she would come to the appointments and it made mom so happy you could just tell the difference in her attitude and when dad passes when that story if you want to tell that story when you came to that's how she ended up here at Wasatch her first time well how many times was that in rehab (laughs) <laughs> we lost track <laughs> been to rehab a bunch but um yeah yeah when my dad passed um i got an intervention from them they told me money was at the house so yeah. what's one way to get an addict to the house is tell them that there's money we got some money for you yeah but then you walked into this intervention yeah and my sister's husband took the steering wheel off of the car oh, it was a tire no it was a steering wheel steering wheel yeah oh, he that. took the steering wheel wow. off the car so i couldn't leave because that's who <laughs> i was right yeah if i'm presented with anything that i don't want to do you're, i'm out you're out of there you know yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um so he took the steering wheel off the car it didn't go well i started you know acting out and um, <laughs> I had felony warrants out for my arrest. And so yes. they threatened me with rehab or jail. And any addict would choose rehab. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Is that um, the story you're talking about? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah and um, I wish we could show you listeners right now a picture of Haley of the before and after that you sent to me, or I think you put it on and you let me have it. And I actually share it with the residents here all the time. Like, <laughs> here's what you guys look like now, but here's the possibility. And it's amazing the the contrast of the way you look Yes. when you were in the height of your addiction to, I mean, now even it's just, it's, it's scary to see that she was that far gone. I mean, honestly, you're a walking miracle, truly. Like there's no, that is not even taken it, you know, saying it lightly that you truly are. Yeah. But yet here's Aaron trying to hold everything together. I, I don't even know how you were doing this. I don't either. I, really I mean, don't. honestly, it was just like going through the motions. I, I'm in the book. I remember writing when mom got was first diagnosed. Yeah. I just couldn't feel anything. Yeah. I, and there's still times like that. So I told my husband at that well, my boyfriend at the time, I'd never, I really don't like haunted houses. And so there's yeah. a haunted, it was October. And so it was haunted house season. I said, I need to feel something. So can we please just go to a haunted house? <laughs> like, can we wow. please just go? And it was one of the best things like yeah. we're walking through and it was, I started laughing at one point and just, it was like, I could actually feel something yeah. for even 30 seconds. And that's how it was for a very long time. Um, when Haley was in her addiction after mom passed too, and she was in jail and, going through mom's house and finding out there was meth in the house. And we're like, how did this happen? And it was just like one thing after another, you just kind of have to keep going as much as you possibly can. And just as I tried to take care of myself, but thinking back on it, I didn't, I mean, I worked out and tried to be out in nature as much as I could and be with my dog. And that was the best thing for me, but just getting older and going through things and writing the book was very cathartic. I've just learned different different ways to take care of. So if anyone's going through anything, I would say, please take care of yourself first. Yeah. Because you can't take care of other people unless you're taking care of yourself. Absolutely. Because I learned that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, w- I got one more question that I want to talk about some, some more of things that you've learned lessons learned kind of thing. But so, you know, Haley, I, here's my question to you. You, so you, your parents both pass away. You know your sister's struggling. I mean, you knew that, right? You mm-hmm. knew she's suffering, watching you suffer. 
what was going through your mind? Were you having thoughts of, I know there was this intervention and you eventually went to rehab and things like that, but did you ever like, when you when your parents passed, were you like, I, I've got to change my life, I got to do something different? Or, or did that not cross your mind because you were so deep into it? Um, well, it's odd, right? So yeah. I my mom passed January 30th of 2017. And when my mom passed, um, I was heartbroken because mm-hmm. um, my dad is a huge in per, per, or a huge part in my life. But my mom and I were best friends. We were just, you know, we were we just we were just best friends. Yeah. So when she passed away, um, she actually told me she was going to stop chemo um, before she told Aaron. And this. <laughs> I looked at her because Aaron was an em- enemy number one when I was in my addiction. And I said, you're going to leave me alone on this earth with Aaron? <laughs> Just because Aaron called me all my bluffs, you know? Yeah. And so I didn't like that. But now it's completely different. But um, that's what I told my mom. And I was I was really upset with my mom um, wow. for, for stopping chemo. Cause she just had enough, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So to answer your question, my mom passed away in... in uh, January of 2017 the house that I was staying in was raided um, March of 2017 so I was finally picked up on my felony warrants and I was held in jail uh, with a $50,000 cash only bond so that I was not getting out yeah you know so the way that that happened um, seems kind of cosmic to me yeah like it was meant to be meant to be yeah Um, so I was stuck in jail right this time not getting out and um i just remember the the mirrors in the jail cells are not mirrors they're just like a cookie sheet essentially you can just see like you're <laughs> kind of see something yeah there. you can yeah. see like oh i'm supposed to be there um so i remember looking in that and just not recognizing myself because yeah. i'm finally detoxing right withdrawing in jail and i'm like my mom is gone my dad is gone these are the first times I'm feeling this, you know. I've been in a very abusive relationship for eight years oh at that point. And Oof. I had no hope, you know. And I had so much shame and guilt and um, just not understanding who I was and how I got there. And it was a really dark moment. Um, so I just like remember I just kept reading books in jail, reading books and reading books. And I was just like, you know what? Like I can either end my life or I can try to change. Yeah. You know, and and that was real. Like I was I had no nothing. Yeah. You know. And so um I got proposed with the offer of drug court. And then my sister found another treatment center and um it all just kind of came to fruition and I think I was finally ready. Yeah. You know, you have to get to that point. I had to lose both parents and just lose literally everything um, to get to a point where I needed to change my life. Wow. Well, you know, and we don't, we don't have enough time to go through all your, what rehabs and stuff that you've been through. (laughs) (laughs) I would take four or five hours at least. No, uh, But my experience with you here at Wasatch, and that was towards the tail end when you finally were getting it and changing, and and you did great work, and I was grateful and blessed to be able to 
be a part of that journey at the time in meeting with you and helping counsel you and but to see you from that point to now is just truly makes my heart just beat stronger and faster and yeah you know and and to see these two beautiful sisters sitting here despite what you've all been through and thankfully you didn't die Haley and then Aaron I know you know this but you've got your sister and what a great way like we were saying earlier to honor your mom and dad today to be talking together you know with this very vulnerable situation yeah it was their dying wish for Haley to get better yeah I remember my dead mom telling me that my dad said to her just get her better just that's what and I and I know that's what mom wanted to yeah and so that was put on me get her better and I'm happy to do it and was there for every step of the way even when she was in jail I'd visit her twice a week and buy her everything that she needed and yeah Yeah. (laughs) I was there you were there for yeah Yeah. even when you're like I don't want my number one enemy coming to see me (laughs) (laughs) stay out of here see I wasn't an enemy at that time (laughs) at that point you weren't yeah at that point you were like not no she wasn't at that point I was like oh wow okay she actually just loved me (laughs) and she's just giving me tough love you know yeah that's what you have to do that's what we were told to do you know you just have to give tough love yeah you do and yeah gets to that point what you know, I know this is going to be a really big loaded question for both of you, but if, you know, if you could maybe say one lesson you've learned, we'll start with you, Haley, through all of this. And I know this is a big question. There might be, I know there's thousands of lessons you both have learned, but what's one that maybe stands out to you, one or two that stands out of a lesson you've learned through all of this? And, you know, here you are sitting here today. What would you say? That is a very loaded question. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to hit you with that one because, again, I know. But I think our listeners need to hear, you know, because there's probably some going through the same thing. I got to, you know, I'm sure they have a brother or a sister or a mom or a dad who maybe have passed away or they've got a loved one going through addiction. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's just it's tough. But, man, there's so many amazing lessons at the same time that happen. So many. So many. So many. Um, <laughs> so in regards to grief, right, um, yeah. it's been really hard to – I didn't really get to say goodbye to my parents, right? And um, the one thing that lives with me is um, treating others the way that they taught me to treat others or living life the way that they taught me. So like the best versions mm-hmm. of them – and um, mm. what I look up to in them is how I live my life. And that's really all that I have, you wow. know? Yeah. Like I have mementos and stuff like that. But living the way that they taught me to live or the way that they live their lives, the mm-hmm. ways that I appreciated them as, um, that's kind of how I live my life now. And um, yeah. In, yeah. In regards to recovery, it's yeah. just one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing, yeah, and just yeah, you're amazing. No matter what, no matter what you've been to through, you are amazing, and you have everything in your palm of your hands, and you have all the potential in the world. Just keep going. Keep going. Wow. Yeah, I love that honoring them by living the best attributes and characteristics that were them. That's yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Aaron. How about you? For me, it's just don't sweat the small stuff. I mean, I know that sounds simple, but like Haley said, I'm very type A. So before everything happened, I was pretty 
I was like my father, our it. father. Yeah. Um, but ever after everything happened, you just, life is short. You just never know. So mm-hmm. live your life to the fullest. If you want to take that vacation, take that vacation. Yeah. If you want to eat the food, you want to eat that food. You like, it just live your life because you just never know when it's going to happen. We found out our dad had cancer on Friday and he passed on a Wednesday and he was the strongest person we've ever known. Ever known. Yeah. And so you just never know what Mm -hmm. could happen. So that, and I'd like to say my biggest strength is my vulnerability and my ability to be vulnerable. And writing this book was so huge because it was right when we were in the middle of things. It's not when, and like Haley, like things are all good now. This book is when we're in the middle of it, what we were feeling at that time. And hopefully that will help others realize like when you're in the middle of it, things can turn out, things may not turn out, but when you're in the middle of it, that's when you want to hear, tell your story. Yeah. The book is called, there are fairies at the bottom of our garden and it's, it's very heart wrenching, (laughs) um, but beautiful. Like I said, at the same time, um, it's very real. It's straight from journal entries and your own thoughts. And it's just a beautiful book. I recommend anyone getting this, uh, book who's going through grief or have a loved one who's struggling or what, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to be cancer or addiction. It can be anything. And people can gain a lot of insight from what, what you've written in here and what, you know, your own journal entries even are so raw and real. It's, it's a, it's, it's, it's actually really amazing. I think that you guys, that you did this. Yeah. I'm thankful for Haley for allowing me to use her journal entries. And my mom, she's the star of the book. Her poetry throughout the book is just the best part, I think. So, no, it's beautiful. Why don't we, so let's maybe tell us your mom's full name and your dad's full name. Let's, let's honor them by giving out their names today. Um, my mom was Judy Ev- Elizabeth Evans. And her maiden name was Boris. Bor- yeah. Okay. And our dad is Michael Scott Evans. Right on. Mm-hmm. Well, um, love and respect to them today. And again, they couldn't be prouder of see- probably seeing you two sitting here sharing this with, with the world. We'll mm-hmm. try to get this out to as many people as we possibly can. Um, if if there is someone you know that needs help or is suffering right now that are listening to your voices and they're not sure where to turn you know you've already given some great advice i mean it's been, been fantastic but what's one thing you could tell that one person right now who's maybe feels lost or dark and no hope one thing that I've found out is everything we've, we've lost everything. And after losing, not everything, but losing something that's irreplaceable. You, I used to go out and try to buy things or do this or do that, or try to, or like yeah. with drugs, you know, you want to get the next fix, but I've learned that it's not what you're getting. It's not, it's what you're not giving. Yeah. And so to make me feel better, I know Haley feels the same way. We try to give back as much as possible, even if it's, giving a bottle of water to someone that's on the street or buying them lunch or even talking to them. I mean, just spending some time with someone that may not be alone. You just feel so much better after that. Um, it's for you and for other people. Yeah. So giving back to the community in any sort of way that you possibly can. And even if it's buying $10 of hamburgers and handing them out on the street, it's, it just is so rewarding in so many ways. So that's what I would say. Love that. Give them back. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. How about you, Haley? Um, so al- along with addiction uh, and recovery comes depression and mm-hmm. your brain not being the way that it used to be, right? Yeah. 
so I, I struggle with depression and other things mm-hmm. in my recovery. And and one thing that I've learned and that I want to stress to people is what you're feeling is only temporary. Happiness is, is only a temporary emotion, right? But yeah. peace is what you're searching for. Yeah. And um, you're not alone, you know? And there's different ways that we can get out of it. There's people you can talk to. And I would like to put my information in the bio if that's okay. Absolutely. So if anybody's struggling with addiction or anything, um, they can always reach out to me and I'd be happy to go to coffee or do whatever. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely put both your contact information in the in the show notes um, and also a link on how to get, uh, get the book. And um, you're doing the charity event, which is coming up which will be really cool. I think that, again, that's you guys giving back, you know, mm-hmm. which is a great way. And it does, you know, I say this a lot here to the clients that if you master the first 11 steps of AA, you'll drink again. If you master step 12, you'll never touch another drop. And step 12 is giving back. It's making a difference in someone else's life. And, you know, and so, wow. I mean, we there's so much more we could talk about, but I think this is a good place to just kind of wrap things up. I, it's just, you know, as I sit here, and listen to what you guys have been through and how you guys have, you know, survived this and, and now honoring your parents by living a good life. And like you said, it's the greatest gift you can give your parents is to be this. And I'm sure they're, they're probably laughing like now they're best friends, you know, sitting here, you know, <laughs> used to be enemies, you know, and it was enemies for a reason. I get it. Yeah. You, you weren't necessarily enemies, but it was just because of what was going on. But to see you guys together, it's just truly a miracle. It really is. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm grateful for her every day and that she's still, that she's here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, your story still, Haley, uh, helps so many people here. I share it all the time. Good. You know, about a certain store we won't mention that uh, used to help supply your drug (laughs) habit and, but how you made amends and just your before (laughs) and after picture. I should, and I always just show, hey, it's possible you guys can change. And it's just, I hope you know that, that even when you're not here, you're still helping people. So grateful that. to um, be um, a part of your journey here at Wasatch Recovery. It was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I love it here. Yeah. Any final words before we wrap it up? Any final quotes or anything you'd like to share? I don't think so. Just don't give up, you know? Yeah. It sounds so stupid and cheesy, but really don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't quit before the miracle happens. That's what I've always been told. And um, I think it's true. Yeah. Just keep going. I love it. We'll end right there. That's beautiful. Don't give up. Don't stop before the miracle happens. Guys, don't ever forget that. If you have a loved one who's struggling right now with addiction or cancer or whatever, or if you're in a dark place, but if you know someone, share this episode with them. This will help break the ice. It'll inspire them. Haley and Aaron will inspire them to to know not to give up and to keep pushing forward. And so this has been a wonderful episode. Thank you, guys. This has been fantastic. You guys are truly amazing. There's a, there's a light in this room because of you two. And we're grateful to have you in this world. And again, like we said, your parents are very proud of you, I'm sure, right now. Just you know, clapping, you know, clapping away and cheering you on at this very moment. So thank you for being willing to be vulnerable with us today. Yeah, thank it's you. been an honor. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Like I said, share this. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. You guys are fantastic. Uh, this wouldn't be possible without you. And I'm so grateful for it. 
I'm grateful that I get to sit with these amazing people face to face. I'm spoiled. I get to sit here and hear the story firsthand. And so it's really cool. But I love you guys. And uh, please tune in uh, till the next one. Love you.